What's goody? Welcome to episode two of the Zone 2 podcast presented by Nobody. Please sponsor us. I'm your host, Mark Sato, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Luke Hubner and Parker Swanstrom. Parker, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, you know, the weather was less than ideal this week, so I decided, you know, I've been keeping a streak of 500k a week for um, uh, quite a few weeks at this point. So I couldn't let that go due to bad weather. So I did a 200k trainer ride. <sighs> ah, yes. That's pretty uh, mental. I was, well, uh, I joined for the first bit of that, but then I, I don't, I don't know. I did two and a half hours on the trainer that day and that was plenty for me. I could not the, yeah, stand the trainer after that. The most I've joined. done is two hours, so I can't even imagine. You did it pretty quick, though. It was under six hours, wasn't it? Yeah, I just looped the desert. So only Very about nice. like 300 meters of elevation and 200K. And then I thought I bought with um, my drop points, I bought a shiv disc, Gasworks one. And I thought, oh yeah, that'll, that'll make me faster. That'll like make it better because it's a flat course I'll be able to. But the thing is, is it actually disables draft on Zwift when you use a TT bike. So it mm-hmm. actually actually didn't help like i wouldn't do that again because there's so many people because i was just at 2.5 watts a kilo and there's just so many people on that map they're just vibing at that pace so the ideal if you're hitting at like 2.5 is finding a guy that's like at 3.1 and then you could be basically going like 40 kilometers an hour with like the same effort you'd be doing but you know i guess it's not the worst thing ever because like i I can honestly say I didn't use any draft, any anything. I got what I got legitimately. What if you what if you took like a an ant plus simulator and set somebody up at 3.1? Okay, Eric Min, don't come for us. But what if you were to just make like a fake person and then follow them? Valid uh, point, valid point. What would you do? Uh, I mean, you could just, like, chill there. That's not cheating. You're still riding. Exactly. I think they exist, don't they? They, like... Yeah, yeah, you can can buy. You can buy... Oh, oh, they have, like, those... What's it called? Pacemakers or whatever. I don't know. Pace partners are just, like, random people on the map that are going, like, the same speed as you, isn't it? Yeah, literally, that's what we're talking about. They're going the same speed. No, but... No, no, no. I mean, like, what if... No, I'm thinking, what if you get like a fake, like an Ant Plus simulator, like not an actual person riding their bike, and you be like connect it to Zwift, so Zwift thinks you're doing 3.1, and then you make like a separate account, and then you just, or use like your friend's account, and then that's you cool, fly Parker, behind Why do you think of this? I think uh, that's cheating. I, I don't think that's hey, a legitimate. Okay. If, it, if, you can, legitimate. If, it, if you can make it happen, it's not cheating. You're still riding behind them. Like you just get yeah, the draft. You do, but like in real life and on just normals with without that, you actually have to like seek out people to do it. And it's a um, game. So in a lot of ways, I think it's actually better that I just did it on a TT bike with no draft at all. Because nobody can come back to me and say, Oh yeah, you just did that because you sat on a fast guy's wheel. Nope. Okay. Well, mm, yeah, right. I guess that's yeah. Luke, what about you? What have you been doing? 
Um, this week, uh, I've been writing, but I've been doing some other stuff. I did a photo shoot recently and stuff like that. But the most interesting thing that actually happened this week is I had to put in uh, my yearbook quote for school because oh, me and Parker are graduating. Our little baby Mark doesn't graduate till next year. However, okay. <laughs> so never, please, please do not ever ever call me little baby mark again i don't know it kind of has a good ring it has a good <laughs> ring to it really okay well it's a bit anyway. it's rather all off well, what was your what was your quote my quote um it was i don't know there's a lot of ones i liked a lot that was like as long as i breathe i attack by some cyclist i forgot his name and there's some good ones by eddie marks uh but i went with one which is not maybe the most interesting thing or funny but it was just kind of true to most things um and it was uh, uh, i don't ride my bike to add days to my life i ride my bike to add life to my days and wow that's pretty deep i know i thought pretty inspired bro that's i know that's i know I'm going to, wow. you have to credit all your cycling from now on to me and just be like, yeah, I already do. Quote. I already yeah, do. It's... I just, you know, you, you're, you're my inspiration. I know. Quotes like that is the reason why I am who I am. I actually didn't even do a grad quote. Our entire yeah. grad class at our school, they, um, they turned back the grad quotes. Like they made everyone redo theirs because there was so many ones that were bad. Really? <laughs> yeah wait so you just don't have one no i just like i do not have one because i didn't because they were like they're pretty strict with like what was i was gonna make mine like a subtle joke but mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't Parker matter is known for his subtle jokes he is known for his subtle jokes that's true you're probably just too late to hand in your uh too late to hand in your quote just like you were too late for this podcast for two times running this guy has been so late we originally uh we're gonna make this podcast today at 2 p.m um and i was out riding this morning and i made like a shortcut home so that i could be back in time for this podcast but nope this guy has to go ride till four and then and then he was still uh, about 17 minutes late. So, I don't know, Parker, do you have any excuse Yeah, I've been, this? my um, whole, whole day's been that I was actually going to my ride this morning and a certain training partner who shall remain unnamed, I arrived at the spot and they um, were not there. It was due to, I think, some issues with like wheel bearings or something had to replace wheels but um yeah it's been i was like i showed up and only modest six or seven minutes late so six or seven minutes after the two hours and also it wasn't six or seven minutes i know it was like 15 to 20 minutes oops well it's okay just just try not to be late next week we're we're punctual people here ain't no time for slackers all right right. i actually wasn't slacking i was actually doing my my ride but 
Fair enough. Do rides really yeah. matter, though? This podcast really matters. That's says the guy who I made know. his grad quote: "As long as I breathe, I attack." Do rides really matter? Two minutes later. <laughs> you know what I did this week? I did something very, very important this week. What was that? We were talking. We were talking last week on the podcast yeah. about right. the importance of winning warm-up. Oh, okay. very true. It is it is very important. Now, on Wednesday, I was at the track, and I won the warm-up, guys. I did it. I won the warm-up in emphatic fashion, too. I, like, I attacked with, like, two laps to go. Now, I don't think anybody else was really racing. I think people were, like, just, like, chilling in the warm-up. But that's that's no one no one needs to know that's that. no excuse that's no excuse i mean like i like they should I have been have attacking taken, i'm exactly i think i took like half a lap on the field and then i look i didn't realize i took half a lap on the field so i kind of looked behind and i was like uh well whatever <laughs> but it's okay yeah they're just one lacking. The they're just they lacking slacking. and you're winning so exactly 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 well for me this week i've just been a. Uh, I've just been winning solo uh, warm up against myself, so mm. it's been really good. I also win solo warm up against myself often. Yeah, it's actually a key to a good ride. If you didn't know, winning warm up even on a solo ride is very important. <laughs> yeah, you just got if you have nobody to beat, you got you got numbers to beat. Yeah, exactly. So immediately, no warm-up, just, um, well, it is warm-up, actually. You just got to start your ride, 600 watts for two minutes, and then then you win. It's a good warm-up. Yeah, my heart rate always, like, on an actual serious note, my heart rate always, every time I get on my bike, if you look at my heart rate graphs, like, I'll just get on my bike, and my heart rate will be, like, 160. And then it'll just, like, it'll just, over the period of, like, 10 minutes it'll just slowly go down that's crazy yeah you have like an insanely high heart rate which is really fascinating because my heart I rate too actually really yeah so yeah you can probably touch on this for a bit but um my heart rate my like okay so i just want to explain quickly because the podcast is called the zone 2 podcast and to those who are not familiar in training, there are lots of different zones, um, and they're calculated off different things. Um, but the main two variables you look at for knowing your zones is your power and your heart rate. And so power um, is measured in watts, and we'll talk a lot about that quite a lot because it's a big thing in cycling. And watts are, to make it simple, it's how much output you're putting out, like how hard you're going. So if I'm going harder, I'm going to have higher watts. And if I'm going less hard, I'm going to have lower watts. Um, And so that's kind of how we find our zones. So for example, my zone two currently is 150 watts or something, 170 watts to 230. Um, And these numbers also um, are variant. Uh, they change depending on each person's ride, uh, a weight, sorry. So people's zone twos are very different. But the other factor is heart rate. Um, so my heart rate is pretty low. 
Um, so my zone two heart rate is between 112 to 134 compared wow. to Mark, what's yours? Do you know? If I don't you know, wanna... I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly my zone two heart rate, but I feel like when I ride, it's around like 150, 160. If I'm just riding forever, like on like that's a, crazy. Like a zone two pace. Yeah, I find myself to sit at the 140, 150 mark. I don't quite like just casually chill at 160. I usually when I'm doing like three-ish watts per kilo, that's generally when I see myself go over 150, but yeah, it, I I don't think I'm as quick as Mark, and I don't think I'm as slow as Luke, so I think I'm somewhere in between, but yeah. Yeah. What's your guys' max? Your max, max heart, rate. heart rate. Mine's 197. Huh. Parker? Mine's... I actually had a glitch with my uh, heart rate monitors this morning. I was starting my ride. I was doing like an easy 200 watts. And usually at 200 watts, my heart rate is about 130-ish range, 133 range, 132, something around there. But this morning, I was riding down my heart rate monitor, decided, nope, I'm at 209. So I was at 209 heart rate. Uh, for a few minutes there which was fun sometimes power poles do that i've had to like i've had my power meter like there's always one pole around this area on the peninsula that always it always like unpairs all of my devices and then they have to repair and then i've had my um my power pedals say when going like under certain power lines i've had it say i'm done like seven thousand watts <laughs> yeah and, i've had that too yeah. I, yeah, I was doing a ride and I hit 1,700 watts. No biggie. Well, actually, yeah, with my heart rate monitor, it said, like, heart rate monitors are very far from perfect. So I've had mine say I've done, like, 330, which was obviously did not happen. So the highest that my heart rate said I've done 227, which I... Seems suspicious. I, it's, I, it's high, yeah, I but it's... Highly doubt that. No, I, I feel like I'm feel like I'm think... high like 220. I think maybe my max is like 220. Yeah, because I'm pretty the sure max that I've ever recorded. Yeah. The max I've ever recorded is 216. But and it like it always gets to around there if I'm riding like really, really hard uh indoors. It's always like 215-ish. But I think 216 is like my max. <laughs> No, dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I don't actually know. That might be a, like a heart rate monitor glitch as well, because I'm pretty sure the um, the calculation roughly is it's supposed to be uh, 220 minus your age on what your max heart rate can be. So think of yeah, well, like it's maybe supposed, like. I've recorded like on a few different heart rate monitors and it's always around that, like over 210, 210 plus. Yeah. So I guess for like, yeah, same. it could be doable. I think Especially... I'm somewhere like between 210 and 220, probably in the high teens, mm -hmm. maybe low 220s. Well, anyway, it's a very interesting thing. What about, um, so there are varying uh, to people listening. 
uh, your max heart rate can kind of be telling on your fitness. So obviously fitter people can hit fit higher heart rates. Um, but another heart rate that we look at is also your resting. So resting can um, kind of tell how fit you are is it's a pretty good measurement. Obviously nothing's perfect, but what are your guys as a lowest heart rates you've gotten? I'm going to be honest. I do not know. Uh, that can be an episode three thing for me. I could tell you there. I am not entirely sure. I always take my resting. Like I don't have, a, I need to get like a smart watch or something so I can actually do it. Cause your resting should be when you're in your deepest stage of sleep. But I take my quote unquote resting as soon as I wake up. So obviously it's higher than actually. So I think my true resting is probably around 35, but I like when I'm actually fully passed out, but oh, my yeah. resting in the morning is like 40, like sort of between 40 and 50, so then it's 50, 55. Yeah. So for reference to anyone listening, an average resting heart rate is between 70 and 60 when you are conscious and kind of it's a good time to take it when you're like kind of not doing anything so laying down um so as parker said when you wake up first thing in the morning you can measure it and parker gets around 40 to 50 which i also get and we'll get parker's uh, mark to measure for next time but actually i once went to uh the doctor for some blood work because when I started cycling, I wanted to make sure that my body was having all the right, like kind of stuff in my blood. (laughs) And, but when I was at the doctors and they did that, they also tested my heart to make sure my heart was fine and everything was good. And uh, they measured my heart rate while doing that. And while awake, I got 38, which I was pretty shocked with. There's also that effort, I'm forgetting what it's called. It's a psychological thing where if you actually like see your heart rate on a screen and focus on it, you're able to bring it down. I can do that during effort sometimes, like on the trainer, because on the trainer, for some reason, my heart rate always skyrockets compared to what it would on the road. So I find if I like, while I'm doing my effort and erg modes holding me at the power I need to for the effort, if I really focus on like the heart rate that's going on, like my heart rate on the screen, I can like drop it down five, six BPM. Yeah, yeah, same. An interesting thing actually with heart rate and Mark uh, Parker mentioning that, and you guys probably experience this a lot as well, but when you're riding, uh, as it's a, a lot of mental actually goes into your heart rate. So, um, your heart rate can shoot up really high if you like think about racing. And as Mark said on our first podcast, he's always thinking about racing. It's always zone seven for him. So yeah, I can I've, have a- I found when I'm in the city, like when I'm just riding downtown and stuff, there's so much going on. I've had my heart rate go just skyrocket through the roof just because a car is like pulled out in front of me without checking or dogs ran out into the road or all these other things that shouldn't happen but do that's also really messed up my heart rate before in the past and does from time to time especially when i'm finishing up my waterfront loop and i'm going through downtown something always happens 
which I'm sure I don't think Luke, you're probably experienced this, but um, <laughs> like Mark, I'm like a Richmond, I imagine, and you're in greater Vancouver area. So Richmond drivers, I'm sure you've probably felt I, I don't know what you times. mean. I don't know what you mean. Richmond drivers are the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, yeah. yeah, but it's pretty fascinating to see. Yeah because I have a lot of time where I live all the roads are just straight there's no like kind of nothing really happens they're just like a straight line so you just kind of ride and think about stuff and whenever I think about racing my heart rate goes from like 130 uh 130-ish to like 150 which is really high for me even though it's somehow somehow 150 is just normal for you guys that's so that's insane to me Mark, you have anything to weigh into the conversation? Uh, not really. To be honest, I don't. I personally don't look at heart rate as much as I should. Probably, um, I'm usually just wrapped up in power. Uh, yeah, I should. I should probably look into it more. I should probably pay more attention to it. The only time I look at heart rate is like if I'm on erg mode and I, my power is not changing at all and I can kind of look at it, but I don't really like, I don't know. I, I rather go on feel and power than heart rate for me. That's fair. The thing I find crazy on erg mode is um, like, if you look at your heart rate and you like go to grab a bottle or something, it's crazy to see how that affects your heart rate. Like how many BPM reaching into your bottle cage, pulling out a bottle, taking a drink while riding, then putting it back in. Like my heart rate always goes up like 6 BPM whenever I do that. And then it comes down pretty fast, but it also gets there pretty fast. So I, I found that very interesting. Yeah, it seems that when you're like, your mental really raises your heart rate, like just thinking about other things. And I found like eating, whenever I eat a cliff bar or something while I'm riding, uh, cliff sponsor us, please, thank you. Um, whenever I do something like that it always raises my heart rate a lot <laughs> sorry sorry i just noticed on the zoom <laughs> i just noticed on the zoom that parker's name has been changed to late um <laughs> i didn't i didn't realize earlier but uh okay that's all sorry it's okay i actually didn't notice that until now either yeah, seriously though you should try to give us a more accurate uh time that you'll be available it says late in all capitals and then brackets me <laughs> uh, interesting well talking understandable about the podcast and kind of being late um our first podcast i have some analytics of it if you guys want that correctly i know exciting how did our first first podcast do the pilot episode well let me tell you so take your guests guesses obviously um it's not very like high it's not gonna be like over 100 or anything because because it's a podcast it's a long thing it's kind of an investment to listen to so how many I want to see total I want to see the viewership rates. I want to see those viewership rates. They're probably like or not like viewer not viewership, like viewer consistency, like the thing they have on YouTube. 
of like when you lose them. You know, I, yeah. I probably as soon as I open my mouth, they're probably like just tanked. But <laughs> everybody, everybody just close the close their spot. Oh, God damn this guy again. Okay, right. what's my guess? I'm gonna say we have 52. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna Parker. put it between thirty and forty. Oof, Go with a modest, you guys are realistic figure. Optimistic. It was twenty six. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I well. was re- I was like, damn, twenty six, because that's a lot. Like, if you had a room of twenty six people that's who true. listen to you for forty five minutes, that'd be pretty amazing. So, thank you. But do we know if they you. listen for the? whole 45 yeah just clicked on be like "Hmm, i wonder what they were talking about and then they just left because probably left left. no the equivalent of like like a seminar or like half the seminar just gets up and leaves just like nah i'm done (laughs) guys i'm going home If if you're listening to this share it with a friend you know try to get us try to get us above what was it, 26 for next week? Yeah. That's going to yeah. be our goal. If we can get more on episode two than episode <laughs> one. I think 35 is a reasonable target between 35 and 40, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. We appreciate it very much. Um, we're very excited about this podcast and hopefully it can uh, get bigger. And in a few episodes, we are looking at having guests, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, thanks you guys a lot for listening. Obviously, this isn't the end of the podcast, but I just wanted to state that we're very grateful to our listeners. Um, we can look at a few more analytics here. Um, we have had nine, only 92% of our audience is Canadian, actually. Because I know. You know what? You know what I think it is? I, I feel like the 8% is Brendan Cowley listening. I think like he is the entire 8%. That's just going to be my guess. Brendan, if you're listening, let me know, but but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Brendan is the 8%. I think, you know, like 8%, I, I would have thought that, um, like, I didn't even think we get down like 8%. Yeah. That has to be one person. That would be one. It's got to be. I think okay, it's Brendan because I, I know he listened, but this is we're going international. Con- this is actually confusing. <laughs> right. This is actually confusing because it says three percent of our audience is from the United Kingdom and three percent of our audience is from the United States. So that's oh. very confusing because doing some uh co quick math here, <laughs> we uh, divide say because obviously three t- and three don't add to six and 92 plus six. No. Well, 92 plus six is like 98. So that doesn't matter. So we're going to say it's probably 4% like rounding up. But if you divide 100 by four, oh, it is 25. Never mind. I'm silly. <laughs> it is It is 26 <laughs> listeners. All I right. Agree. Never mind. I was hopeful. No. I was hopeful we had more, but. Don't, don't come to this podcast for math guys um we talk about bikes uh, and only bikes. this is not a math podcast this is not a math podcast 
Anyway, yeah, I think um, that's above our pay grade. Ninety-six, uh, 76% of our <laughs> another math. Uh, 76% of our audience is from Spotify, so that's pretty sweet. And 19% from Anchor, and uh, 3% from Overcast. So, don't know who listens to this on Overcast, but thank you very much. Um, 45% are 17 and under, 20% are 18 to 22, and 20% are between 45 and 60. So thank you guys. And we have a 60% male audience, 40% female audience, and a 0% non-binary. So I think, you know what, a 60-40 ratio, you know what? I'm just going to go out and say, you know, that's that's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty equal. We are. I was expecting we'd everyone. be like 80% dudes, but um, you know what? I, I guess we're we're doing something right, I suppose. I don't know, but that's actually, I'm stoked on that. I'm pretty sure the 40% female is my mom listening to this a few times. So thank you, mother, for uh, your continued support. All right. Also, I think that's guys, enough of that. Well, I have one oh. more analytic. On Instagram, I'm the Instagram guy. So if you DM the Instagram at Zone Two Podcast, you're talking to me. We have a whopping 24 followers. Woo! Let's I, go. That's we're that's almost at a quarter a quarter of a century. It's very exciting. Once we hit a hundred followers on Instagram, we gotta do like some kind of celebration. Because I think we have to make like game. stickers or something. Yeah, yeah we definitely have to. All okay. right. I think we've talked a bit too much, not about bikes. So I'm sorry to all the bike listeners. Hopefully they didn't click away after that. But let's get back to bikes. So an exciting thing I actually heard about recently, um, which isn't personal to anyone, but in bikes, um, as you know, dropper posts are a big thing in mountain biking. To anyone who doesn't know what a dropper post is, it basically, if you press a button, um, the seat goes up and down, which is very useful in mountain biking because if you're going downhill, it's good to have your seat down and going uphill, you want it up. And gravel bikes have had that as well, which is very cool. But there's been a new development that that's going to be the next big thing in uh, road biking is actually going to be the dropper post in some of the bikes i don't know if you guys have heard about this but supposedly the theory is if you drop the seat when you're going downhill you can um you can like uh get in a more aerodynamic position because the aero tuck will the super tuck will be banned soon so supposedly by dropping the seat post you'll be able to get lower legally and they've been able to find a way to make um aerodynamic dropper posts so i don't know have you guys heard of this i i think i heard somebody mention some i'm scared what that will do to the bike so because like dro- like a dropper posts are chunky which looks fine on a mountain bike or even a gravel bike but just like a dropper post or a road bike just doesn't sound right not to mention like what's the weight on one of those things like for me at least like if i need to a lot of the time i don't even like super tuck, not before it was banned, but just because it was such an unstable position. If I really wanted to get low, I'd put my hands in the drops and actually like go like get behind my saddle and put my actual saddle like press my chest into it. Wow. It's also a very good position for stopping fast too. So there's that as well. 
<laughs> but Jawade's back, so you're not going to flip. So you can give it a lot of front break. But wait, so I are you know. saying? Are you saying that you did the Pantani tuck? <laughs> did you? It's, did you? It's yeah. It's it's effective, especially like if you need to. <laughs> if something happens on a descent, or there's just like a clueless tourist, or I don't know, like just like sometimes when you're going down, like I was actually going down a descent the other day, and I couldn't because I was actually on a track bike with flat bars. So that was I was just testing some stuff out, making sure everything, made sure my straps could hold down under force but i was going down mountain dog not sure if you guys are familiar with it but yeah just yeah. sometimes you're just going down a hill and just like a dog will just roam across or some hiker will just come out of the bushes and be in your face immediately do not try this at home by the way do not ride track bikes outside at home parker <laughs> does it parker does it because parker is parker but do not try this at home. It's very irresponsible and dangerous. You could hurt yourself or others. That's right. That's right. For this but, disclaimer, yeah. I I have never done that. Just just so we're clear. If you're going I, to, in all seriousness, if you're going to, just start with a break. If you can handle yourself with a break, then wean yourself off of it. But don't be an idiot. Seriously. Interesting. Right. Well, this is the news that dropper posts are coming to uh, road bikes. And to answer Parker's question about the whole weight thing and the looks, um, well, actually, a lot of, as you know, a lot of the really high-end road bikes are incredibly light, so light even, that to have them UCI legal, they put weights in them to, like, make them the right weight. And dropper posts they're not going to be in like your $3,000 bike or your $5,000 bike. They're going to be for your like 10 and up dollar bikes. Cause someone who's just getting into road biking is not going to be intense enough to want a dropper post for added arrow, but maybe they'll be more affordable to, um, uh, they'll be more affordable to eventually. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting a bit off track um because our time's almost up but yeah that's the news and hopefully they'll be good looking kind of but might be interesting at the start like most things like internal cabling looked kind of weird when it first started because the bars were weird and bulgy but things evolve so that is the news in cycling this week and actually i believe the other news is uh there's a new dura ace but i'm not sure if that actually came out this week I don't think so. No, it wasn't. Um, Shimano turned 100 this week. Yeah, Shimano turned 100. They did this. They're doing all these posts on their road account, like their history or whatever. Like when things came out and they were showing like their early prototypes or disc brakes and stuff. So that's, I think they got their patent approved for 12-speed Durace, I believe. Ooh, I don't think anything's yes, been man. released. I just like, I... I, I like I do like to see the switch to 12 speed, but the thing I'm very concerned about is what Shimano did when they went from 10 to 11, where they like what Campy did when they went to um, when they changed um, went up a gear. They like they kept I think it was from 10 to 11. Yeah, it was from 10 to 11 when Campy did that. They kept the wheel spacing the same. You just needed a different cassette derailleur, all that, so you could use the same hub. Where when Shimano did that. 
they just like all the 10 speed wheels are garbage which kind of sucks well so shram has made the 12 speed in the same cassette have they not uh, I'm not sure. I don't really pay attention to SRAM. I don't like SRAM. I'm a SRAM for campy guy. Let's please not make this a SRAM podcast. I, I, I don't, we can talk. So <laughs> that's my only request. SRAM, um, for people who don't know, the major, there's, uh, there's the biggest uh, company for like bike parts, like components, so gears is Shimano. Then I believe SRAM is the second biggest, at least in North America, where we are. And then there's also Campagnolo, but Campagnolo is a bit more expensive. But what uh, the big battle is right now is between SRAM and Shimano, because SRAM came out with this really cool cassette, which in the same wheel that used to be an 11 gear um, wheel, they can now fit another gear by making the like blades thinner, uh, the like the gears thinner, and by making the chain thinner, um, but still managing to hold its like strength. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how Shimano competes with that. And also the other thing Shimano has to compete with is SRAM's wireless shifting because SRAM doesn't have wires on their electronic shifting. But yes, this is this is not this is not a pro SRAM podcast. This is no can't talking. Can't be. This, this is Luke I talking need... about SRAM. Okay, this is not representative of the group as a whole. Exactly, can't be figured out how to make it fit on the same spacing first. Does the Campagnolo have a twelve speed? Yep. Yes. Oh, really? What I'm also on Team Shimano here, so I think we're a little bit divided. We could, we, this could be like an episode three or four topic. We could all like back up a, a, a brand. Yeah, we have a lot of know. diversity here. We have... Um, Actually, I, have I a like, couple sets. I like Shimano, uh, Shiram the most. Mark likes Shimano the most. And Parker likes uh, Campagnolo the most. Anyway. I think we'll have to wait till another episode to talk about that more because we are coming to the end of our podcast. So this has been a bit of a less structured podcast. We'll have to work on our structure a bit more for the next time. Um, But nevertheless, is there any last comments from you guys? Any last remarks? Yes. Uh, Thanks for listening. Share this with a friend. Tell everybody you know. Tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell your cousin that you haven't talked to in five years. Tell everybody, listen to the Zone 2 podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Zone 2 Podcast. There you go. And any last comments from you, Parker? Um, no, I can't see there being anything... I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think I've pretty much covered what I want to cover. Well, there you have it. Thank Thanks you, for having me on. Of, of course, you are the co-host, so you're <laughs> welcome <laughs> on at any time. How do we end every episode like this? <laughs> you already know. You're the host, man. You don't have to thank me. Uh, we do appreciate I- your thanks. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I guess it's just a force of habit at the end of every like meeting among I just say like thanks for having me. Fair enough. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening to the Zone Two podcast, a podcast for cycling, ran by myself, Luke Hubner, Mark Sato, and Parker Swanstrom. Tune in next week for another episode of our podcast where we will be talking about more cycling things and more events in our lives as a junior upcoming pro cyclists with that thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye thank you parker say bye i did i said bye